Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the one and only Anna Kelly. How you doing, Anna? I'm doing great. I don't know if this hit your radar, but I thought it was it was interesting and actually a pretty strategic move. Uh, Grant Cardone uh, just announced that he's opening up or going to be raising $150 million uh, from accredited investors. I think it's his 23rd or 22nd fund. The wrinkle in this one is distressed real estate. Uh, I think it's genius. He's setting it up early. He's getting the dry powder early. He's not calling for it today, tomorrow, but he's like, this is going to be something I make moves in for the next year or two. And this really goes back to a conversation we had last week. There's a lot of pain potentially coming to the commercial and multifamily segment from, uh, from folks who have bad debt structures and unrealistic expectations. So what do you think about setting up a distressed fund? Good timing? Absolutely good timing. Yes. Um, when things are happening, right, our first video, we talked about history. You know, it always gets fixed. Sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it takes a decade, right? Um, but there's always distress when big market cycles shift. We talked to number two about being doom and gloom and how do you protect yourself? The third part is once you're protected, once you've done the things that we've been telling you to do for a year, pay down your debt, lock it into fixed, sell high, have some dry powder, have some liquidity, then you don't get to be completely afraid when these things happen. You get to say, hey, what do I know? Money is made at the bottom. When everything is coming down, it's going to come back up. So if I can take advantage of that opportunity, that's where real wealth is made. So Grant is setting himself up to say, we're not at the bottom yet. And I agree no. with them. We're mm -hmm. coming down. We're on our way, right? But when you hit the maximum pain of point of pain at the bottom of the economy, that is the maximum point of opportunity to scoop up distressed assets that have value, inherent yeah. fundamental value, higher than what the prices might be because of distress. That's when you scoop those assets up and ride it back up to the top. Yeah. And I think Grant, I mean, for you know, whether you like him or hate him, I got I got to respect this move because what Grant's going to be able to do in this cycle is what so what did Grant do in my opinion over the last eight years? He became known. Over the last four years, he became known to the biggest lenders, the biggest players. He is going to get phone calls from banks or you know workouts saying, do you want it? And he is going to be able to structure deals like just amazing. I mean, he's going to get phone calls before stuff hits the market because there's, I don't know, there's probably a Rolodex of 10 people, maybe 20, maybe 30 people that will get those phone calls. He's He put himself on that list. And now he's going to have dry powder. It's uh, it's like he's putting this together. It's like, wow, that worked out really well. So pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of big funds, big institutional money that are starting to create funds and say, let's get opportunistic, right? They're opportunistic funds. It's like, let's yeah. raise the money now. We're getting ready and the assets will come. And when they are, they want to be ready to pounce. Yeah, because what's going to happen is they will get a phone call. They will probably have 24 hours to say yes or no. And then the next person, right? There'll be LOIs, letter of intents and all of that. Um, but again, I think, and again, I'd, I'd love to give him true sir, but I wonder if he was really kind of four years ago when he was doing these videos and all these crazy things in his private jet, did he see this coming? Because what he's done is his reputation. He got invited to the door. He's done some deals. He's got, I don't know, 10,000 units or whatever it is now. He's a billionaire. 
now in this cycle, he might do more deals in the next three years than he's done to date because he's ready and he's going to get those phone calls. I mean, that's that's what yeah. we did from 2010 to 12. Is we we were you know from our local banks calling us. It was amazing. Yeah, I hope so for him. I mean, I don't know him personally. I I would wonder all these Class A assets that he said scoop them up regardless of how low the cap rates are. I saw that. I saw um, that one too. And yeah. used bridge debt. I wonder how many of his large deals that he bought with bridge debt at the top and overpaid in the last couple of years are going to cause pain. Yeah. Um, and I hope for him that some of his don't end up distressed as well. And that he can, you know, offset some pain with some opportunity. That's what we all hope for, right? If we've made some right. mistakes. But um, I don't know that he saw it coming, but I will say this. Smart people study the economy. We study real estate cycles, right? Um, I'm not at the level of Grant Cardone, clearly, but I've, you and I have been talking about this for a while. Watch the cycles, watch the cycles. So you do start to kind of prepare yourself. It's impossible to time though, Right. We were heading into a recession in 2019. We had a small manufacturing recession yeah. thinking, okay, this might be the end. And then we had the pandemic. This may be doom. Then it jumped back up. So it's very difficult to time yeah. things. But once we're at the top on the cusp of coming down, it's easy to see, hey, there's warning signs and there's going to be distress and there's going to be opportunity. And so it's important for all of us to set ourselves up and say, with whatever our network, whatever our dry powder, whatever our lending and borrowing and, and partnering capabilities, where will there be opportunity and how do we set ourselves up now if it's available tomorrow or if it takes a year or if it takes two? It's really important to remain opportunistic when everybody else is afraid and running away. Yeah. What I would tell people today is this is the time where doing the work pays off. Uh, we used to talk about doing good and great deals. Good left the building. We're only doing great deals. And then the last thing that I would challenge any viewer, and frankly, I would challenge Grant, because we don't know how long this cycle will go. I would challenge him that every subsequent deal he does is better than the one before. Yeah. Right. So if you buy a 500 unit and you're getting a eight cap or whatever it is, well, make the next one an 8.2 or eight, just... Because again, that's one, again, I, people don't realize we were buying all the way down in our market. Our market went down 75%. I think, I think we started our first, you know, foreclosure or REO house was like 170 grand or something. And the last one we bought was 28, right? So we bought wow. all the way down. We made sure every deal was better than the one before. Right. And, you know, they all cash flowed, all had 30 year debt. So it didn't matter. I didn't care about my net worth, but yeah, I would, I would tell you do the work, only great deals. Uh, and then if you're lucky enough to do more than one deal, make the second better than the first, the third better yeah. than the second. It's it's wise advice for everyone, I think, including Grant. Yeah, I, I love that. And and this is a time when we can be picky. You need to be patient, just like we've had to be patient. Yeah. It's hard to continue to be patient. Before we were patient because there's no deals. Now you got to be patient because there's lots of deals that may look like a deal that a week or a month or a year from now, may, you yeah. may go, oh man, I shouldn't have caught the falling knife, Right. But if you kind of dollar cost average into real estate and you do deals that are great deals that fit your buy box and you know it was better than before and it has long term resiliency, that fixed debt, the cash flow, um, then even if you technically overpay compared to a year from now, it's not going to matter to your point. You cash oh. flow, right? So uh, do great deals and always do great deals and keep looking for more deals. And if you run out of money to do deals, find other people to do deals with. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's one of the things we talk me talking about next week. I've already got my goals for 2023, and one of them is I'm going to start raising private money again uh, for my network awesome. and do do individual deals. So we'll do we'll do that one next week. Uh, Anna, where can people find you? Great, you can find me on my playlist on your channel. You can find me here every week. Social media at Anna Kelly REI Mom and my website at reimom.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.